Outside, but we can be happy in here and filled with some joy. Am I right? It's Christmas time. Hey, listen, my name is Trevor, and I'm one of the pastors on staff here. We are so grateful that you would spend your Christmas here at Forest City Church. Here's what we need you to do. Go ahead and look to the left, the right, behind you, in front of you. Wave to somebody. Wish them a Merry Christmas. Wave this way. Wave to the band. This side of the room. That side of the There it is. Now you're waking up. Now we're good. Hey, if you are a first or a second, third time visitor or guest here at Four City Church, we just want to say thank you for being here. Thanks for being uh, here for our Christmas services. We'd love for you to go to our Connect Point, which is in the lobby. We have a gift for you. Uh, if you are a first, second, third time visitor, we'd love to be able to uh, give you that. And also, if you're just kind of passing through, checking out the Christmas service, that's, that's fine as well. Go get a gift. Connect with somebody out from our team in the lobby area. Hey, why don't we stand to our feet, and we're going to sing some more songs together. Again, thank you so much for being here for our Christmas services. Y'all ready to worship? Come on, I need to see the hands go from the front to the back. Come on. That's energy, that's energy. That's good, church. I know it's Christmas, but the reason why we're here is to worship the King, right? So y'all know this one, let's sing it out like this. Oh, come. Are ye faithful, joyful and triumphant? Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Y'all got it, come on.
on, it's all right to give God some glory for that. Come on, just for a second, just for about five seconds, give God some glory in this place. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you for sending your son, your son to us to save us from something we didn't even know we needed to save him from, Father. So we give you this day. We honor you in this day. We love you in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, have a seat. It's so great to see all of you this morning. Christmas 2021. Oh, not on the stage, back here, you guys. Maybe really candid for a moment, or at least as candid as I can be with these lights shining in my face, sharing a fairly memorized monologue, standing in a platform in the middle of the room. I stood on that stage a year ago, welcoming many of you to our Christmas services at the end of 2020. I remember the excitement and even just the sense of relief in the room because it had been one heck of a year, but it was Christmas. We made it. 2021 was just around the corner. Things were going to be new. Things were going to be different. I don't know about you, but for me, it has felt like so much more of the same, more loss, more sickness, more fighting and angst and insecurity, more fear. Have you felt like you've had a brief glimpse of normalcy in the last year and then poof, more unknown? Like the most mundane and normal activities have felt like you're trudging through a field of six inches of mud only to have your brand new sneakers ripped out from under you. Like just last week, I was out running errands and I found myself wandering the aisles of Target, shocker. But I had a list. I had a list of three things on my phone that I actually needed. Tide laundry detergent, size five diapers for my toddler, and Aquafresh whitening toothpaste. That was it, three things. But as I was moving around the store, more items, different items, magically found their way into my basket. I'm like, oh, that's a cute sweatshirt. Yes, Leland definitely needs more Hot Wheels. Chocolate is on sale? Well, absolutely, until I looked down at my cart and I realized what was happening. So I did that walk of shame. I retraced my steps through the store. I put the items back on the shelves one by one, returned my cart, walked out of the store, got in my car, started it. And then I realized I didn't have the diapers. I didn't have the toothpaste. I didn't have the detergent. I got so distracted with what was around me that I missed out on what I actually went to the store for in the first place. I forgot what was actually important in that moment. And I think the same can be said about our lives, especially around Christmas. We can get so caught up in what we need to do or what we need to accomplish. We have this pressure, the, 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 the pressure to be everything to everyone that we become so wrapped up in the expectations and we forget to be present. And how can I even begin to be present when I can't even remember diapers and toothpaste? I feel like in all of this, I have forgotten when the prophet Isaiah says that Jesus will become my Prince of Peace. I have forgotten that a baby will be born whose name is Emmanuel, God with us, God with me, God with you. So what if Christmas is actually an invitation to get still? And what if it's as simple as taking a breath? And what if we can meet God in that breath if only for a moment? What if it's not about finding this big answer or striving for perfection? What if it's about quieting our mind, even if for a moment, quieting the worry, quieting the stress, quieting the constant refreshing of the news feeds in our mind? What if Jesus really entered into this imperfect and messy world to be with us here in the stress, in the chaos, and give us that hope and that rest even now, here and now?
Merry Christmas, Forest City Church. Merry Christmas, Lauren. Merry Christmas, Parker. You know, I was thinking about this song, Emmanuel. I think for some of us, probably all of us, when we get to Christmas Eve today, there are certain things that you just can't separate from Christmas. Now, all of us have different memories, whether they're movies or music, but for me, one of the memories that's hard for me to separate from Christmas is a road trip. Because from the time I was really, really small until I got much bigger, my family, who I grew up in Granite City, Illinois, outside of St. Louis, um, we would pack up and we would head south to Texas, uh, near Dallas to be exact. This long road trip, no matter what the car was, my parents would take presents and they would pack the floorboard until the whole back seat was one back seat. And no matter how big the car was or how big the back seat seemed, there was never enough room for me and my sister Shara, right? So there was always like a line right here and it's like, stay on your side. This road trip, I think about it and I think Christmas. I have a lot of fond memories of that road trip. But if you were to ask my parents, do you have any fond memories of that road trip? What they would tell you is, is absolutely not. We wanted to kill you two children. <laughs> because we did what children do on road trips, right? We, we said the phrase that is attached to every road trip that has ever been taken by a family anywhere in the world. That phrase is, are we there yet? over and over and over. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And, and I thought about this phrase, Lauren, like, are we there yet? And I wish that phrase was just a phrase that children used in the backseat of a car, but the truth is that a lot of human beings live their life with an are we there yet mentality. Or, or maybe, or maybe right now we live it with and is it over yet mentality, right? I was thinking about Christmas and a movie came to mind. By the way, what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Ooh, probably You Got Mail. That is not a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. It takes place during Christmas. Just because there's Christmas in a movie doesn't make it a Christmas movie. But, but. Debatable, it, but it's Yeah, fine. debatable. And in the spirit of Chris, non-Christmas Christmas movies, um, I was thinking about a, a, a movie that I absolutely love. All of us have seen it, and, and oftentimes it'll play right before the Christmas season, so I think maybe that's why I sort of associate it with Christmas. It's uh, the movie The Wizard of Oz. Y'all know The Wizard of Oz? Well, there's this one scene where Dorothy, played by Judy Garland, she's sitting in her black and white world, and she's sort of hoping for a different kind of life, and she sings a song. You know what song I'm talking about? Somewhere over the rainbow. Finish it. Way up high. Yeah, yeah, right? She, she's standing, looking at her life, and what she's saying is, is maybe like someday, some way, I'll find the life I'm supposed to live. This, this isn't it but maybe someday over the rainbow I'll find it. And, and the truth about us so often is so many of us live this way. Like we think about our lives and we're like somewhere, someday over a rainbow, I'm gonna find the perfect life and the perfect job and the perfect spouse. It, it'll happen someday. And, and, and I don't think, I don't think I wanna be too harsh on us because I think we live our whole life this way. Think about it. When you were in sixth grade, we all couldn't wait to get to middle school because in middle school, it's gonna be better, right? Until you get to middle school and you realize, I don't like middle school. I can't wait to get to high school. You get to high school and you start thinking forward. It's like, oh, high school was fine. But what I really, it's really gonna all happen for me when I get to the dream college. And then you get to college and you're like, well, I mean, college is fine, but I'm in college so that I can get the dream job. And then you get the dream job and you're like, well, I like making this money, but I'm by myself. So I really need a dream spouse. And then you find the dream spouse 
And you're like, hey, maybe we should make some dream babies. And the babies come along and you realize that was a mistake. Right, we, we live this rhythm of like, oh, if only I can get, get, get. Someday over the rainbow, I'll find the life that I'm supposed to live. And too often, we're just like Dorothy, sitting in the life we have, wishing we had a different one. First of all, I'm gonna be quoting you on dream babies for a long time, just so you know. <laughs> No, um, you know, Parker, that idea of are we there yet, it kind of reminds me of Proverbs 13 in the Passion Translation. And it says, when hope's dream seems to drag on and on and on, the delay can be depressing. And even in my own family, that idea of the, de the delay becoming depressing is really familiar. Um, my dad, when I was six years old, was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called multiple sclerosis. And I've watched it over the course of my life rob him of all of his physical ability. And so I haven't seen him stand up or walk in, gosh, at least 15 years. Um, and pretty much every ordinary physical task is impossible or nearly impossible for him. And I remember when my sister and I were kids, he would say, don't you worry, girls. By the time you finish high school, I'll be walking. And that day came, and he wasn't walking. And then he said, all right, the target's moved. When you finish college, I am going to be walking and standing up in pictures at your college graduation. And that day came, and he wasn't. And then when my twin sister Erin got married a couple years ago, he said, you just watch. I'm going to walk Erin down the aisle. And that didn't happen. And I wish there was a really pretty bow to tie around that story, that reality for our family. But so often when I'm with my dad, I ask him, I say, Dad, I would love to see Jesus physically heal your body. And I believe he can and he wants to, but that's not currently what is happening. And so what would it look like to ask the Lord what he's doing in your life, how he's moving, how he's working, and maybe it's not limited to this one thing, like this one expectation that you have. But I think so often all of us have these dreams, have these ideas for our lives. And when they don't happen, like we're held hostage by them. We can't be present. We can't live in the moment. We can't see what God might be doing because we're so married to how we think it should be. And I just look at the birth of Jesus and the way that he came. And it makes me think, I don't think our stories end at that hopelessness and that disappointment. Like I'm convinced that they don't and that they can't. And like Aria said it earlier, um, Isaiah, 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 Isaiah 9 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Unto us, for us the child is born. And so what if... The child, Jesus, the gift of God himself, laying in that swaddle, in that manger, like God wrapped in flesh, is in our midst. And he's for us. It just makes me think maybe the promise of Christmas is not limited to a place, but the promise of Christmas is a person named Jesus who's right here, right now, God with us, Emmanuel.
Jewish people, when you look at the story, there were so many ideas they had about what Jesus, about what the Messiah was going to be like, right? There were all these expectations, and some of them were true. Like, they believed he was going to be a priestly king with direct access to God, and he was, and he did. They believed that he was going to have authority over the nations and bring peace, and he did. But they had these other expectations, like, Surely if he's so holy, he won't associate himself with sinners and with beggars and harlots and thieves and prostitutes, but he did. And we look at the story, and because he didn't meet every single expectation, he was written off as being the Messiah. And what if we're just like that? What if we're writing God off as being who he says he is because he's not doing what we think he should do, how we think he should do it? In John 4, there's this conversation happening about people looking at Jesus to try to figure out who the heck he is. And it says, this man really is a prophet, some said. Others said, he's the Messiah. But others said, how could he be the anointed one since he's from Galilee? Don't the scriptures say that he'll be one of David's descendants born in Bethlehem, the city of David? And the crowd was so divided over Jesus and who he actually was. You know, we see these things in history and I think this is how it works. We can see it so clearly. It's like, oh yeah, they missed it. They missed Jesus coming because he didn't meet their expectations. And yet, I feel like we miss him all the time. In fact, sometimes I think we as a church can sometimes send a message that forces us all to miss it or is complicit in us missing it. You know, because so often we really do think that the story is that Jesus came to this planet solely so that someday over the rainbow we might be able to get into heaven. That that's the whole point, is just to get us into heaven. But it's interesting because if you look at the entire New Testament, you'll realize that Jesus only speaks about eternity, heaven, one time. He speaks about it one time. And when he speaks about it, he speaks about it with such precision in his language that it leaves no doubt as to what eternity is. In fact, if you look at the verse, it's John 17, 3. He says this, now this is eternal life. So he's about to tell us, what I'm about to say to you, this is eternal life. Jesus says, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Like, this is eternity. Knowing you right here in this life. That the whole point of Jesus coming into this space. Yes, do we get heaven forever? Yeah. It's broader than that. In this life, you and me, we get to live a rich moment by moment life with the God of the universe right here and right now. Parker, you shared this quote with me, and it said that the arrival of Jesus, the incarnation, is like up there coming down, down here. here. Like up there coming down here. And I love that. This idea that the gospel that was ushered in by the birth of Jesus means that eternal life, this living forever, is available right here, right now, by grace, through faith in Jesus. It's that simple. In John 1, verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, me and you. We, with our own eyes, can now see and behold his glory. And so what if the birth of Jesus and the salvation that Jesus offers to each and every single one of us in this room is not mostly about us getting into heaven, but it's actually about heaven getting into us. Well, you ought to sit with that for a minute. <laughs> like it's not about us getting into heaven. It's about heaven getting into us. And this is the great invitation, Lauren. This is the great invitation. The Christmas, it's not just about the birth of a savior so that someday, somewhere, we might get into heaven, somewhere over the rainbow. 
but it is right here like right now you get to walk with him you you don't have to wait see there folks it has come here and it's come now don't you see that the christmas miracle is that in the midst of all this groaning and pain this mess of a world God has slipped into this space. And now, through a baby, 2,000 years ago, given us access to him now. That in the midst of our disappointment and our decay, that the sustainer, Jesus, he, he walks beside us or can in this moment. That in the midst of your loneliness, you have access to a friend that will stick closer than a brother. And that in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear anything. Because he's with you, not someday, but right here, right now. Forest City Church, life in God's presence for you, it is possible Life with his power, it's now accessible to you and to me. Because make no mistake, Jesus, he has come and he is here and it is now.
have a seat. You know, I received a Christmas card in the last couple of days from a, from a family. And this beautiful picture of the family and their dogs. And at the bottom it said, what a year. And I thought to myself, yeah, what a few years. I don't know if you're like me, but there's, there's times where, like, I ask these questions. What, what is it? What day is it? Is it Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? No, today's um, it's Thursday. Today's Friday. That's right. It's Friday. Or you're like, is it this, it's really December? Is it already December? Is it going to be the new year here soon? Like these questions you ask yourself, it's like, did I eat breakfast today? I don't even remember. I don't even remember what time I woke up. Do I work today? I don't even know what day it is. These are things that like we ask ourselves. It's like, I know I have to pick my kids up from school, but I can't remember what time it is. Also, what school, I can't remember, what school did I go to again? Like, it's so easy, as Aria was even saying earlier, it's so easy to kind of like forget the very simple things because, man, what a year. But in the spirit of this idea of here and now, I would love to invite you into remembering all the things that God has been up to here at Four City Church. What a year it has been. You know, in this past year, 2021, we've given away $32,000 to families in need here in our church community. We also gave away $40,000 to Providence Baptist Church and Pastor Bill Martin on the west side. He had a dream that they had this building right outside their church at Community Center that has so much potential to serve the underprivileged students in that area to be able to have mentorship to help them with their schooling. And we're going to finish that project in 2022 because of your generosity. You know, just in August of this year, we held our baptism service, the first one in over two years. Right here in this room, in the back of the room, we had this huge pool and 52 people walked up those steps down into that pool to go public with their faith in Jesus. People returning back to their faith in Jesus and those brand new to faith in Jesus. It's been one heck of a year. And then we, over the past several years here at this church, we put on this beautiful, amazing prom called A Night to Remember, where some of our dearest friends from a community, those with special needs, come into this room and we have food and we have a DJ and it's the greatest dance party you've ever seen on, on this side of heaven. But because of COVID these last couple of years, we weren't able to do it. So we thought to ourselves, instead of a night to remember, what if we did a day to remember? And we had a carnival outside in our parking lot for our good friends. And I'm telling you, it was one of the greatest days. No matter how hot it was, this is why I was in the dunk tank the whole entire time to cool off. We had food, we had games, we had dancing. It was amazing. We had prizes at the end. I'm telling you, when they walked in, the smiles on their faces. And then when they walked out, the smiles were bigger a little more exhausted, but they were smiling. And then to see 48 of our friends experience a day to remember. And 90 family members looking us in the face and just saying, thank you for doing this. Thanks for putting this on. You know, just in the last few weeks, we finished our lobby area. And we had this connect point where new people can kind of come through our church. And we've seen over 50 new families connect here at Four City Church. And our kids and our youth ministry and our weekend experiences. And then a little over a year ago, there was a small group of people up in the northwest suburbs outside of Elgin just kind of thinking, what would it look like if we had a four-city church campus here in Elgin? And then that dream became a reality in June. We had these services and the first Wednesdays during the summer in a barn where we had music and we had food and we had messages and we were able to like meet new people and this thing began to to work, and then the 1st of November, we launched officially our newest campus, Four City Church, Elgin, right in downtown Elgin. It's amazing. All of this has been made possible. Why? Because of your generosity and giving. So, what a year, right? It's good to pause and reflect and remember of all of the things that God has been up to in his faithfulness. So, what does 2022 look like? What could it look like? We lean into generosity. I'm going to have Eric Parks come up and share some exciting news that's taking place in the new year. Thanks, Trevor. You know, one of the reasons why I know some of you are like, man, I, haven't, I don't even go to your church, bro. Why are you telling me all this stuff? Why are you telling me this stuff? And, and, and you know what? I'm convinced of this. So convinced of it that I got a tattoo. That's how stupid I am. Because what I know about us as humans is too often we remember all the things we should forget 
and we forget all the things that we ought to remember. I have that tattooed here where I can't, I can't not see it. And so we thought, we need to pause for a minute, and we need to remember things. We need to remember all that God has been up to in the midst of this messed up couple years. I'm really excited about 2022 because we really do believe, like when you see this stuff, if you are a visitor, I'm glad because this is what Jesus people ought to be up to. Like if you're a Jesus person, I don't care if you go to this church or somewhere else, like this is what Jesus people ought to be up to. Like we ought to be reaching out into the places of our world, into our city where the most vulnerable people are. Bringing hope and help, this is what Jesus people do, this is what we do. And so 2022, well I'm really excited because there's one opportunity in particular I wanna tell you about. Um, we're about to receive a year-end offering. Now those of you that are first time here, you, you, we don't want you to do anything. Let the basket pass you by. This isn't for you, but you can listen in. But for those of you that call this place home, I wanna tell you about one thing. You know last year we started a partnership in India with an organization called Impart. Impart does church planting all over India. You may not know this, but 25% of the world's population that doesn't know Jesus is in this one country. That's 25%, one in four. Impart's planted literally 30,000 churches and we get a chance to partner with one training center north of Delhi where 15 women are trained to be pastors. One year, they're trained to be pastor and they're bivocational, they're trained a life skill that they can learn, uh, that they can earn sustainable living. Well, this last year we got to chatting with Impart about the sustainable living part. And I came across two people who started attending our church, Chad and Melissa Burgess. Now, Chad and Melissa have this amazing candle company. You saw the candles. Many of you were smelling them on the way in. I saw you. I saw you smelling all the candles out there. They created a candle company called Craft and Foster. And we started daydreaming. like, well, what would it look like if we taught these women to make candles as a part of sustainable income? Well, Impart heard this and they're like, yes. I talked to Chad and Melissa, they said yes. So in 2022, as part of this year end offering, we're gonna launch the very first candle making facility in India that will bring sustainable income to women and families that are in desperate, desperate need. And this is what's cool. Impart doesn't wanna do one, they wanna do 40. We're talking about the potential to literally ripple on tens of thousands of people, both with the gospel of Jesus, but also creating dignity, creating income, changing their status, their families, it's massive. And this is just one of the things that we're gonna be up to as a church family. So those of you that are gonna receive the offering, if you can come forward. If you call this place home or you wanna participate, it's really simple, you can text the number on the screen. You can go online, you can hit the drop down, hit your end gift, or you can drop something in the basket or on the way out, you'll see candles. Some of you forgot to buy a Christmas gift for your wife. I, I shouldn't have said that, right? Because you're like, you just blow it, dude, blew it, dude. I was gonna get one. No, no, no. 100% of every penny that we make on those candles will go to helping fund this um, effort in 2022. Let me pray over the offering. God, we're so grateful for all that you've given us in the midst of all of the mess, the reality that you walk with us, that you sustain us is good. So God, I pray that those that step toward you in generosity, bless them, bless this gift, bless our efforts in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.
Four City, we close out every Christmas service with one last song. It's kind of a tradition around here. We're going to sing Silent Night together as a family. And here's what I've asked, uh, what I would like to ask you to do is in this time with those who you came with, friends and family members, kind of like go ahead and put your arm around them, give them a nice little hug, wish them a Merry Christmas, and let's sing Silent Night out together. Silent night. See, I already got it. Y'all got it. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright. Round your virgin wonder and child. Christmas Forest City, we love you. Thank you so much for spending your Christmas season with us. Don't forget, check out the Craft and Foster table. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We love you. Merry Christmas!